You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photo Bomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Gary. I had an encounter this week that I have never had before during a photo okay, shoot. Okay, this is going to get interesting. Are we talking about sex? No. 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 <laughs> no, that would be interesting. Uh, and a little uh, a little uh, depressing, but interesting nonetheless. <laughs> no, I was uh, doing a session at a state park that's a beach park, and it was a family. We had three kids, small kids, and the park closes at dark, so we were... We were leaving the park. I had left. I was getting ready to leave the park, and they had called for an Uber, and I was I was concerned. So sure enough, I wait, and they come at the parking lot, and they're like, yeah, the Uber driver said he can't get in the park. They've shut the front gate. So you can, it opens out so you can leave, but you can't get in. And I said, no problem. You guys hop in my truck, and I'll run you right up there to the front gate. Oh, are you sure? I'm like, no problem. So the mom starts packing the three kids in the back of my truck. I get in the truck, and Dad opens up the passenger side and goes, Hey, what's that? And I look, and there is about a three-foot snake that had gotten in the door frame of my car, like above the window inside the frame. There he was. And his head is just sticking out, and he's just, you know, he, he's totally exposed now. He was in between the shut door and the frame. And I'm like, oh, now the kids, of course, go crazy. I mean, just, you know, it's... it's, it's so we're screaming, we're crying, mom is hauling them out like, you know, like there's a wild bear. And and so they get the kids out, and the kids are away, and everybody's screaming. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, what do we do about that? So I grab a tripod, I stretch it out. <laughs> this is what tripods are good for. This is why you should always have a tripod with you everywhere you this go. This is making my day, by the way, nice, hearing this story. Nice Just light stand. Continue. So I'm stretching out the light stand, and I'm like, I'm going to get it up there. He's going to get on it or whatever, and I'm just going to flick him away. And so I go to get him. He falls off, hits the running board, crawls up into the door jam, and goes up inside the wheel well in the engine compartment, and that's the last we see of him. He's gone. <laughs> He's now up inside the car somewhere. Forever. Yeah. So, Mom and Do Dad... you know what would make this situation better? A snake. A I don't snake. think anyone's ever said that, <laughs> no, ever. That. Except for maybe a bald eagle. Right. It was like, what would make my day better? Now, see, I'm thinking that it's already... If I had to transport a client in my car because my car is generally just sort of wrecked just right. gear of all kinds piled up in it so it's already the awkward situation of having to bring a whole family of clients who you're hopefully trying to sell a lot of things to and then you have to put them in your car yes. with all yes. your gear and then go this is awkward and then all of a sudden snake snake yes i'm already <laughs> i'm already awkward about the whole you know i should have gotten you off the beach faster so so i should have known about the front gate i should have been on top of this and now there's a snake and your children are crying <laughs> and have a nice day <laughs> so that, that's a ready. really awkward google review later yes. on it's yes like, exactly photos turned out great apparently <laughs> Apparently. They love the photos. I got the photos to them, and they loved them. And everything, yeah, everything was fine. So, so they're like, "Oh, the guy just from Uber just uh, Ubered us, and uh, and the 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 guard let him in, so he's going to be able to come get us." And I'm like, "Great!" So that all uh, happened for no reason. Yeah, and now I have to drive home. It's an hour, and I have to drive home knowing there's a snake in the car. <laughs> now he's not inside the cabin; he's up inside the engine compartment somewhere. Which means he but could that pop out mean, of the AC vent or something. That's right. Like, that means anybody like you could be driving, and he could just kind of come down on your leg. Snakes on a suburban, buddy. Oh, yeah, done. So it was. Um, 
and I've never seen that snake again. I don't know if he's in there, out there. I don't know. Well, um, that's really cool. Like yeah. t- especially if you get in your car at night, because it was probably yes. a black. It was a black snake, wasn't it? No, no, he wasn't black. No, it wasn't. And I didn't get. He was like I don't know, like a non-black color. You don't know what you don't know what kind of snake it was. No, I don't know what kind of snake he was. That's important That's, to know if you live in Florida yeah. in the swamp to know your snakes. Yeah, I you know I don't I know I, I know two types of snake that snake and the dead snake. Those are the two <laughs> types of snakes I know. <laughs> That's my identifying marker. It's a snake. Well, you got to know dead. your poisonous snakes. Those are the important right. ones to know. As long as it's not one of I think the five varieties of poisonous snakes right. in Florida, which is seems like kind of a lot. I think there are actually six. I think there are six varieties of poisonous snake in Florida, and I think I'm not really. Li- I'm not really afraid of snakes. Frogs. I, I'm afraid freak of the poisonous ones. I don't like frogs. Ones, yeah, I don't like frogs. Ones. But snakes don't really freak me out too much. Frogs can't hurt you. How, yeah, uh, but they got the they got the spindly legs kicking and stuff, and the big mouth. Like if you pick the, up a frog so and they're kicking you. and stuff. You no, have, but a snake is cool. A snake is like long, there. Skinny legs and a big mouth. I, it's true. <laughs> They, I am self-reflecting myself onto the frog. Although you're rubbish, I don't like at, myself. I don't like myself very much either. You're rubbish at jumping, also, and catching yes, flies. You're not yes, good at that either. That's true. But yeah, so like my wife will be like, "Oh, a frog," and pick up a big bullfrog, no problem, and freak out if she sees a snake. And I'm the opposite. I have no problem with a snake, but I don't want to be. I don't want to have anything to do with a frog. Well, that's. I'm glad it happened to you because it's like Indiana Jones where he falls into the snake pit. I always think yes. about that. one. Yes, I didn't. So it was good because if you know, I didn't scream like a little girl or anything when that happened. I was just like, "Oh, hey, welcome!" I, my my actual first words when I saw the snake were, "Welcome to Florida," because <laughs> they were here from Chicago. Great, yeah, deflected comedy. I get it. Yeah, uh, so I yeah. tried to play it off like, "Oh, this happens all the time." Snakes in the car? You don't get that in Chicago? We get that all the time. Uh, oh yeah, perfect, Every, perfectly normal. It's actually good luck here. We actually yeah, please don't hold, them. please don't hold it against me. <laughs> Can you so imagine that's getting... the, the lamest scene in Indiana Jones where he's afraid of frogs and instead when they find the Ark of the Covenant buried at the, he just falls into a pit full of frogs and starts freaking out? Dude, a pit full of frogs would be so much worse than a pit full of snakes. I disagree. Off- absolutely worse. Disagree. Disagree. Yeah. No, snakes are all right. <laughs> They're clean and yeah. They got no arms and legs to bother you with. Just kind of feel mouth. bad for them. Just no arms and no legs. They'll never know the sheer joy of giving a high five or, or a thumbs up. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where you're going? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, we uh, we do know, I have to send some thanks out to uh, some of our loyal listeners who have been giving us reviews, as we have asked for, on iTunes. We need reviews. So yes. go to iTunes and give This is the key to the whole treasure chest, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to have a podcast that people can find, you have to have lots of reviews. Lots so of please them. go and, and give us a review. And we've been getting some reviews, right? Yes, we have. We actually got a few the last time we started begging for them, which is this is great. And so um, I think that it almost seems like they're, they're, the reviews are so kind, it seems like we're writing them ourselves. So this is... <laughs> it's I'm, not, from, I'm not going to rule out that possibility. I'm not going to rule out that possibility. So we have... Um, what I want to do is any, if anybody leaves reviews, I want to pick, pick a couple and, and read them on the show, I think, to say thank you. And so we want to thank to uh, DMTX. I have no idea who that is. Also maybe. a subtle form of bribery. Yes. <laughs> we will, we will yeah. mention you on the air if you go give us a good review. 
So DMTX writes, I always look forward to starting my week out with these guys. The podcast is light fun, maybe sometimes a little NSFW, not safe for work, that is. Lightly speaking, you may encounter some innuendo and informative. Not necessarily the place to get a deep dive on something, but a great place to talk high level, all things photography, high on entertainment value. So that was pretty nice. I think he just kind of said that we're... We don't take anything seriously, <laughs> which, is, which is accurate. It's a little hurtful, but it's accurate. That's about right. Yeah. We have uh, another uh, wonderful five-star review from Mike Podhast. He says, the guys have a great way to relate to life working as a professional photographer in the industry. When you think you're the only photographer running into challenges and issues, these guys reveal you're not alone. Easy listen, fun show, and entertaining. Mike, you are not alone. We are here you're for you. Not. You're We're there for alone. you, Mike, and and that rapper who wrote the previous review. DMX, yes, <laughs> DMTX. He's like DMX, but from Texas. There you go. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot, dude. X gonna give it to you. All right, uh, that's a joke for all the kids who grew up in the '90s. Anyways, all right. So what do you got? Going that's it. On? Those are the two reviews you read. No, we got more. You want me to read them all? No, no, no. I just I didn't want I didn't want to interrupt you. No, I just picked like the you know there there were a bunch recently from September and October and I speaking, just picked, picked two. Speaking of not suitable for work, last week on the show, yes, we uh, we talked about a couple who had taken an inappropriate photo and it had gone viral from their wedding. Mm-hmm. And yes. then this week pops up on my feed that a church that's probably been around since like Jesus uh, on the Greek Isle of Rhodes uh, had another couple take the same sort of picture with the church in the background, and now they have banned all foreign weddings at that church as a result of this couple. So thank you for ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah, thanks, douchebags. Are you yeah. serious? Somebody just... Yeah. In a ch- I mean, come on. I mean, I'm not Went a in the church. Guy, it was on the grounds. Respect, beautiful, yeah. rocky grounds with the ocean, and then off in the distance is this church, and here's uh, this woman and this man uh, having cappuccino. a cup of a, a cappuccino. <laughs> That is uh, really, you know, it's funny. It's like that with wedding photographers. You ever get to a church where you're going to photograph the wedding, and the, uh, the the priest or the church lady running things? They're just very anti-photographer. They're just real anti-photographer. Oh, all the time. Oh, like, yeah. You have to stand at the back and shoot through the tiny stained glass window on the door that's the entrance to the chapel, and it's because somewhere along the line, some photographer just just ruined it. Just, just mm-hmm. probably got up there during the vows and just leaned over the priest's shoulder and started taking pictures. And it just takes that one guy. So congratulations, person who took that photograph on at the church on the grounds and published it. Uh, you just, you just took away a beautiful wedding location for every other photographer who wants to Absolutely. shoot there. So Absolutely. Thanks, bud. Way, way to go. And now, can you imagine every photographer is going to have to get a talk from like the 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 head of the church there i'm sure it's greek orthodox i don't know what what they call that but maybe priest um they just they just call it church in greece they don't have to call it greek orthodox if it's in greece they just yeah, call it church like do they call them french fries in france no <laughs> exactly they don't exactly but can you imagine that talk every time it's like so you want to take a picture do no picture or you'll make a cappuccino no picture or you out. You out. Yeah, so you actually have to have the awkward conversation every time to not take sexy pictures with the church in a photo. Like, that's the thing that now they have to tell, tell photographers and couples when they're going to get married at that church. I had, a, I had a church lady once who I had posed everybody on the altar for the um, shot of the, of the entire bridal party. 
And then I was like, okay, we got the formal thing. Now I want everybody to do something a little different. I want you know the girls. I want you to, you know put your flowers up on your shoulder or whatever. Going for more more of a more fun posing. You know, not yeah, like a little woo. fun, yeah. not woo, but just a little bit more style to it. And she stopped me. She's like, no, 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 we don't want pictures like that taken here. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have them screaming or jumping or anything. I'm just gonna pose them a little bit more stylishly. She was like, no, we don't, we don't like that here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I wonder who ruined, who damaged her. Yeah, right? I don't know, but somebody definitely, uh, definitely messed with her oatmeal. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand it. Like it's just common sense stuff. Like you still keep seeing pictures on railroad tracks pop up all over the place. You know. Well, like, the railroad track. They, yeah, but yeah, you in the past have said, as I have said, that I feel there's a certain culling of the herd that is necessary, <laughs> and if you can't, if you can't hear the damn train coming, then you know maybe you. Maybe we're better off without you. <laughs> I'm not just saying. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and just say I'm going to abstain from agreeing with that comment. I got this from you, Gary Hughes. No, this you, is, I, you have I, a, I have never. a 12-page treatise right here that you wrote I, on, I on the train all, tracks. All my treatises are at least 32 pages, so that's a lie. I never write a treatise that's less than 32 pages long. I had, pictures, I had pictures of my children on train tracks hanging in my home for years, <laughs> you know, and... And I felt I was pretty pretty safe in doing it because there's like they go on for I don't know if you know this, but train tracks go on for a long way. Do, wait, they, 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 you, can, you can see quite a long way down the train. Okay. I'm, down the train I'm not track. following. Yeah, and, and um, so you know you can see if a train's coming, hear if a train's coming, feel if a train is coming, and so I don't. I, yeah, I just don't understand who these people are who are getting hurt on the train tracks. I think it must be something like they really think that they can pull it off. You know, like, oh, just, it's fine. It's it's like two miles away. We're fine. Like, don't Is that worry. what you, oh, so you think these people who get hurt on the train tracks, that they, they know the train is coming, but they, they just it, push it, it. it. It's impossible for them not to know the train is coming. I think it's more, I think it's because they're photographing right at a bend, and I imagine it's at a bend, and the train track goes right around a corner, and then the train track that hits them is moving really slow and quietly. It's like a stealth train. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you know, it's like barely coming around. They've been like sneaking up on them, trying to kill them. Yeah, that's, uh, well, those those quietly murderous ninja yeah. trains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> those electric trains make so little noise. Thomas it's the true. Tank Engine's evil twin brother lore. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's well, it. Just let it lay. Just let it lay. Let it lay. There's maybe three people who got that. Let it lay. <laughs> You let me know when I can stop letting it lay. Okay. okay. I'm just saying. You know, you got that. It's, la- it's laying. Okay. It's laying. Is saying. it lying? Is it laying? Lore. The Lore. evil twin brother's name is Lore. Okay, All then. Right. Now, moving on. We also had some... <laughs> I didn't want you to ruin it by saying what that was a reference to. We are moving on, not mentioning, mentioning the reference, and moving on to the Facebook page where we got a little, we got a little negative feedback from one of our listeners... What? Uh, from last week? Yeah, yeah, that no, we did. <clears throat> so uh, l- last week uh, in the episode 135 entitled Cappuccino, uh, I also told the story of uh, going to the bachelor party weekend yes. and how uh, how it's harder to do a bachelor party weekend when you're 35 than it is when you're 25. So um, loyal listener and friend of the show, <laughs> Jeremy Lawson says, when we were talking about being naked at the beach, the sand bit was very good funny. But Jesus, Gary, shut up about your age. You're young. Stop bitching about being old at 34. What are you going to be like, 40 in nursing home? And so that was pretty cute. So that yeah, was good. And, and I would say accurate. <laughs> I never felt old when I was 34. No. I still, I still felt like I was 20 and pretty much behaved like I was. <laughs> 
No, I feel fine. I'm great. Thank you. I think the, all the Krispy Kreme donuts are catching up with me. But other than that, that's fine. Also, okay. yesterday, we're recording this on a Monday. Yesterday, I did have my Krispy Kreme. Although, I only ate five this week. I was very oh proud. <laughs> five. Five donuts? <laughs> yes, five. Five. They're five. Dude, you know, when they're, when they're right off the... And they're right off the conveyor right. belt. They're hot and fresh. They're, they, they just dissolve. It's like not eating anything. I you're, stop- like a, you're like a heroin addict trying to explain why you're okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, only, I only use it recreationally. I can stop anytime I want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, then. So what else you got going on? Uh, well, there's a camera I read about uh, that I thought was pretty interesting. A Casio, of all people. Casio's still around when they make calculators. I thought they only made the watches that you could change the channel on the TV with. Right? Uh, Casio is marketing and apparently having pretty good sales with a $900 camera in China that is built specifically for selfies. Uh, They refer to it as the Selfie God device. They have several models. One of them looks like a, a ladies' compact. You know, like the round compact. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The EXMR1. Yeah, it looks, yeah <laughs> it looks like a compact. So if you hold it up to take your picture and you're uh, a lady, it just looks like you're looking at yourself in the mirror, which I'm not sure why uh, that's okay. Taking a picture of yourself is uh, is not okay. You know, you're trying. Is it trying to disguise the fact that you're taking a picture of yourself? Because just staring at yourself in the mirror is perfectly normal. Uh, that's not at all self uh, <laughs> self aggrandizing. Not like a selfie. Uh, but they say it's got dual flash built into it. It's got um, I'm not, I can't I don't know what the focal length is, but they say it's a pleasing looks focal like length. A, about 22 millimeters, it looks like. I'm okay. looking at if you go to uh, Casio's website, it's the whole they have a lineup of what they call lifestyle cameras, and that's the EX line of cameras, the EX FR 200, 100L, 100, 100CA, which is the one that looks like a compact. And man, they have a yeah, they have a bunch of these things. They are. Uh, like, are they pointless? Like, which is this something that you carry around with you in addition to your phone? Well, well part of the thing they say is that with the Chinese that um, in that market that your how you are reflected online is extremely important to them. Uh, so, you know, they they're just much more concerned about making sure that they look fantastic. Whereas we take a picture of ourselves, you know. With bed hair and go look, <laughs> yeah. you know. They, I guess they don't do that as much. All, uh, much all American selfies. I think seventy percent of American selfies are taken in a bathroom. There's a toilet in the picture. Yeah, right. So I, you know, I mean, I'm, and they're saying that about the uh, Asian market, not me. I don't. But uh, wow, nine hundred dollars just for a selfie camera? Because for nine hundred dollars, you can get a phone that's got a dual camera in it and that blurs the background and you know i mean it doesn't have the little dual flash but it can't be that great the dual flash got to be led flash it's dead on right so I'm, I'm just not sure what you're getting for the money yeah i'm not really sure i mean it looks like it's got a this one's got i'm looking at the exfr 100 and that's got a uh, 16 millimeter wide angle lens um Single focus, ten point two megapixels. You know, people are complaining about how much an iPhone ten would cost, which is a thousand, right. and it does a zillion things. And this is literally just a camera for nine hundred bucks. Right. So I don't. I'm not sure. May, I think maybe it's more of a prestige thing. Maybe I don't know. Do you mean like having a Chihuahua that fits in a handbag? Yeah, um. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. <clears throat> all right. All right. Like bringing your dog to a restaurant. People are like, man, I wish I'd have thought to bring my dog to a restaurant. Yeah. Like, no. a, like 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 if you were a guy that wore like a Shinola watch. 
you know yeah totally. like like that would be one of those things you wore just because you thought it would impress people <laughs> <laughs> that's an that's an inside joke directed straight straight at the heart of a friend of ours who knows we're kidding yeah we, we, we know we, we're giving him a hard time we love you anyway all righty <laughs> so ugh, i have an interesting experience this week i gave up a sunday i gave up a sunday this is my yesterday this is one of the reasons we didn't record the podcast yesterday uh, our local PPA affiliate guild, uh, our, for Orlando, we had a fundraiser. And um, first of all, I hate doing anything on a Sunday except eating Krispy Kremes and then doing the Photobomb podcast. Yes. But I've always... And I would just soon not do the podcast. If I, could get, if, I could get, if I could get out of that. If I could get out of that, I wouldn't do it at all. And um, so we did this fundraiser, and uh, I, I forgot. Now, this is, this is about to get real here for a second because I typically, all I do is shoot for for money I, I don't really take many pictures for fun like when i go on vacation and stuff i'll bring my little canon m5 but for the most part i don't really shoot for pleasure i only shoot for work which is you know you know i hate it no but not really i uh and so i got to to play around uh we got great models one of our members got these amazing models we had all these stations and we let members come in and play with all these different kinds of lights and stuff and you just sort of guided them through it and i got to play and i tell you i haven't I haven't played in a really long time. I haven't mm-hmm. played, just taken pictures and played for fun just to make it, and not even giving a crap how they turn out, just just playing. And as a consequence, I made some really, really cool pictures. I thought it was really, really a good time. Well, wait a minute. Go back to you're having a good time playing, but you don't give a crap how they turn out. That doesn't make sense. How are you having a good time? You had to have cared how they well, turned no, out. That's I the mean, whole point of playing is let me try something creative. What or, I mean is that there was no pressure on me to deliver okay. anything out of it. Like, no, if you're shooting for a client, you have to deliver a specific thing for that client. Right. Where if you're shooting for yourself, it's like you can try stuff and there's no pressure. It really doesn't matter if the pictures turn out because it's right. just for you. And I thought that an interesting conversation is to sort of, is like personal projects, shooting for fun. And I know that you've done some stuff like that. You had your black and white project and you take your little Fuji everywhere. And uh, I'm thinking I might, uh, I've been very anti, for a lot of years, I've been very anti setup shoots just for fun because I shoot a lot already. But, uh, you know, it's been a while. I got to like uh, have a little well, have a good time with it. You do shoot a lot already, but since you stopped doing weddings, I mean, you do so much. So much of your shooting is such a narrow band of specialty. That's that true. I, I, I would only. I think they would only come natural that you would start to get a little antsy for a little bit of what got you interested in photography in the first place. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think that what's what's the what's the natural progression of someone who like gets a DSLR or a serious camera and starts shooting? It's like. Uh, you know, well, first, first, you, first, you name your photography company. All right. Okay. Uh, it's going to be right. super. Wait. It's going to be super special moments forever photography. It's going to be. It's going to be whatever your first and middle name is. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. It'll be your first and middle name studios or photography. Right. Okay. Yes. You then, can do that. Start your Facebook page. Right. With no pictures. And then, and then tell everybody about that. Start your Kickstarter campaign to buy more gear. Can you do that? Yes. And then uh, at some point, you might actually start taking pictures. And then about a year later, if you're still at it, you might actually try to learn how to take pictures. You know, it's funny you mentioned several years ago there was a guy in my area who started a Kickstarter to get it. Now that you mentioned it, and in the, it, this went viral on photography websites, and he started to get so much hate email and stuff. Oh, he, yeah. he tried to start a Kickstarter. I think it was when the Nikon D3 came out. 
or D, I forget which one, and he started a Kickstarter to get him a new camera. And the thing that he was going to give people is is a like a, a print of his or something like that. I, I forget what it was, but basically it blew back because it was you're in business. You yeah. should buy your own equipment for the business. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was, you know, that's a little fast and loose because Kickstarter at the time was relatively new. And so, you know, this crowdfunding was a relatively new concept to a lot of people. And I think that if somebody did that now, I don't think anybody would care. Uh, just the other day, I donated $100 to a guy who wants to buy a new stump grinder. Starting a business. <laughs> wants, wants a new stump grinder. All right. See, and when I say that, it, that sounds so completely preposterous. Yeah, it does. That I would, that does. I would just donate $100 to a guy who wants to buy a stump grinder. But yet... It's okay that I would donate $100 to somebody who wants to buy a camera. Right. Exactly. No, it's not. We, I had a guy in my, you know, my group on Facebook, my photography group on, fa- on Facebook. I had someone just the last couple of days link to a, um, uh, to like a Kickstarter thing where he was trying to raise money uh, for himself. And uh, uh, he is no longer in the group. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go. Well done. Well I'm done. I'm just sorry. You know, come on. You know. If you, want, you go ask your, your your family, okay, or maybe some friends or whatever, but you don't just appeal to strangers because you want a camera. Yeah, I guess not, but I don't think anybody would be really shocked by that these days. You know, I I, I just think that like you just wouldn't donate. Like when this was one of the first times that it got viral that somebody had tried to do something like this, and I don't want to give the guy's name out. I think he's a decent enough fella. I don't know him that well, but and he was complaining that we were at the same sort of networking function, and he was just really complaining and i and my thought was yeah when you do something stupid on the internet it really can come come back to bite you in the butt it really can. oh yeah it really can (laughs) think before you post yeah really somebody uh i think uh zach thomas one of our listeners posted on facebook this week something to the effect of like people just don't understand that when you put something on the internet that it's there forever like there's no there's no getting away from it hey did you uh hear about the canon news this week this is no fairly Uh, this is for those uh point-and-shoot Canon enthusiast. Canon unveils the G1X Mark III. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the first power shot camera, which is one of their most popular lines, uh, with an ASPC sensor. So basically, this is going to have the same sensor as their higher-end interchangeables like the M5. It's going to have the same size sensor in a just a point-and-shoot consumer camera. So I think, uh, did I see that it's the same sensor that's in the 80, the 80D? Yeah, I, I believe it actually is. Yeah. I'm looking at it because uh, that's the same one that's in the uh, in the M5. So this looks like a pretty, pretty awesome, like, uh, pretty awesome little machine. And I don't even know what the price point is. I'm going to have to look that up right now and post a link to it on our page. I'm checking out B&H right now. It's, uh, ooh, oh, shoot. Seriously? <laughs> it's 1300 <laughs> I was like, oh, this will be four or 500 bucks. Nope. $1,300. For a power shot? Yeah. No. Whoa. No, no. Heck no. Oh, No, my. and like the power shot line, if I'm correct, that, that doesn't even have a hot shoe, right? Uh, it does, actually. This one does. This is the high end of the... This so is what a, separates that from like the camera you have? Um, the, the lens is not interchangeable. This has got okay. like a 15 to 45. Maybe the lens is interchangeable. Nope. No, it looks like it's basically it's a twenty-four to seventy kind of. There's equivalent. too many lines now. The power shot line, the M line, the number single number line, the double number line, and the triple number or rebel line. There's too many lines. They all blur into one another now. Do you know why I wouldn't get this? Why I would not get this camera? Because for thirteen hundred bucks, 
probably for 1150 you could get the M5 with a right. <clears throat> with a lens with a better focal length and it's the camera's got a lot more features. Right. Like well, the, what's the draw? Um probably I would say if let's say that you're uh like a doctor and you've got a whole lot of money to just flush down the toilet on something without doing <laughs> a whole lot of, without doing a whole lot of research you know you're like i like to spend the, the most possible money on the newest possible thing without looking into it at all i'll get this camera oh, look i'm a, i'm a fan of canon and i'm sure this is a beautiful machine it doesn't make any sense to me that this exists when the m5 exists well sometimes what does it do that other that another canon camera can't do or? it's going to be real real small real light uh, 24 megapixels, Digic 7 processor, and essentially the lens is a uh, 24 to 70 equivalent. Um, okay. I don't see it's got 1080p video. It's It looks very, very similar to the M5 without the interchangeable lenses, and it doesn't have as many of the outputs and features. So it just looks like a little like kind of lightweight consumer version of the M5 is basically what it looks like. Huh. Yeah, I think I don't know. I sometimes think the camera companies uh, they try to they try to come out with too many varieties. I remember was it Ross Perot way back in the day was on the was briefly on the board of directors at like uh, GM, and um, they kicked him off because he was like, "Listen, you're making too many cars. <laughs> you, know, you, know, he was, he, you got too many models. You need to pick one model and make the very best one you can make." You know, that was, that was his whole philosophy. If you're making pins, you make the best pin in the world. You don't see Bic with a bunch of different pins. Uh, you, so, and you, you, that was basically what he said, and they didn't like that idea. And, of course, he proved to be right in the end because now Pontiac is no more, and, you know, they've gotten rid of a lot of the other brands. It's just too confusing. I need a very simple, like, there's, there's three levels. There's this, this, and this. There's the bottom of the line, the middle of the road, and the top line. That's all I need. And, and they've come out with all these different lines, and you, they, they, the lines get blurred. They cross too much, and it makes it harder for a consumer, I think. Yeah, I, I I'm not seeing the the draw here. I mean, it looks like it's got some awesome features, um, but I just don't see the draw as compared to you know getting something like an M5. It looks pretty similar size as well, same sensor, uh, except you can do more with the M5 and get better lenses. So I mean, I guess if you wanted to just show all your friends how much you've got thirteen hundred dollars that you just don't give a rip about, you know, that'd yeah. be a great choice. In the meantime, there's got to be a lab full of guys in Japan somewhere trying to put together a full-frame mirrorless camera for Canon, and that's well, a, there is. That's supposed to be announced sometime soon. Yeah, I'm waiting on that. I really am. I want to see what's going to happen there. I don't. I don't. Probably the biggest draw to that for me is I really would like to have a camera that's completely silent. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Because when you're shooting a wedding, especially if it's a big church and everybody's quiet and you know, that it just seems like so loud <laughs> you know the biggest adjustment though is getting used to that electronic viewfinder like timing your shots with the electronic viewfinder is just a right. little bit trickier like not yeah. seeing it in, exactly in real time yeah i hate that but at the same time i love being able to see real-time exposure yeah that is pretty rad oh my god real-time exposure is the bomb yeah i'm i i have thought about i have thought about looking at that sony so many times but i bought so much money invested in canon gear and i've been happy with everything i've got i go there's no way on earth that Canon and Nikon aren't both going to come out with a full-frame mirrorless here somewhere right. in the near future. Right. They've got to. They've got to. That's me. That, that's me. I'm too invested in Canon to make the jump. I know guys who do that. Well, I was with Canon for a while, and then I switched to Nikon, and then I went back to Canon. I'm like, are you out of your mind? How much did it cost you? Doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
person who's obviously not trying to have a business that makes money. Yeah. yeah. Person who is independently wealthy and takes whatever yeah. pictures they feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. I, I got nothing else this week. Do you have anything else you need to add to this uh, brouhaha? Uh, yeah. Uh, we got a couple of things we could talk about. Uh, stuff that we have coming up. I just signed on to teach. Let me pull this website up. Uh-huh. At the Florida Photography Workshops in June. And that is going to be. Hold on, they got a new website loading. This would be from the fine folks at the Florida Professional Photographers yes. Photographers Association, June. where we were supposed to do our show live, but the hurricane shut us down. Maybe we could get them to let us do something at the Florida workshops. That'd be cool. I won't be there. Oh well, never mind then. Uh- <laughs> you can t- you can do it. It's uh, June 9th, tenth, and eleventh uh, and twelfth. So it's uh, it's like a nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It's like a four day. Uh, uh, school where you can basically sign up for a different instructor and I'm doing a one of the two day classes and it's going to be a live experiment in social media marketing so the whole class is going to be actually learning how to create social media content and creating it on the spot how to apply it how to use online advertising how to do motion videos with stills and all kinds of cool stuff so it's going to be a really really fun class the details of that will be on the website which will be floridaphotographyworkshops.org and that's going to be coming up Real soon, and I am also very excited. Oh, is it June? Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. Your definition of real soon. <laughs> I said it'll be up on the site real soon. Oh, okay. All right. You know, I if, you were if somebody's going to come up. down here to see me in Florida, oh, gotcha. you know, I'm going to give them a little notice so they can get a good deal on a flight okay. and a hotel. You're so no, sick. I'm not saying you shouldn't promote it. But I thought you were saying that the that the thing was coming up real soon, and I was thinking, wow, that's eight eight months from now is not real it soon. Se- but it yeah, seems soon. soon. How do, how does it how is it like October already? When I, I feel really like it know. was June yesterday, and yeah. my kitchen is still not finished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imaging USA is right around the corner. Which our good friend Boo Ray Perry is speaking on the platform. Uh, yes, I will be. I yes, think I will it's going to be great, even though I and won't hosting, be there. And hosting the G Awards, come to the G Awards. The, Although I am not doing the awards and degree ceremony. I thought I was, but there was a miscommunication. So I am not going to be the announcer for the awards and degree ceremony. And I am uh, a little relieved because that job is nothing but names. A long string And you're of names. so bad at pronouncing things. No, I'm not bad. I'm not terrible at it, but it's work. You're not when great you get at one it. of those things you you've got to go through and you've got to go get someone who knows everyone's name and you've got to write out phonetically the ones that, you know, Kakowski and you make sure you pronounce it correctly and, and yeah, so that's not a fun announcing job. So yeah, I'm like they were like, No, we're not using you for that. I was like, Oh, what a shame. What's the date of your program in Nashville? It is uh first day, first up. I'm the very first guy on the very first day in the um Whatchamacallit, in the demo room. So it'd be 8.30 Sunday morning. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you happen to be one of those. Or 8 a.m. Sunday morning. I don't like to stay up and party when I'm at a convention. You're going to really have a great time at Boo Ray's class. Otherwise, you'll hear about it from your friends later. (laughs) I was up first thing in the morning the day after the Super Bowl uh, the last time I spoke in imaging. And I thought that it would be nobody there as a result. You had a packed room. Yeah, it was packed. So I I don't know what that means. Nope. No, I have no idea. But uh, I was there. For most of it, and you did a great yes. job, so I'm looking forward to it again. It's going to be a good year. I'm real sad that I'm going to be in London instead. I'm yes, gonna... yes. You have. This is the first time you've admitted on the air well, that you're not going to be in imaging. You say, you, you say, oh, I'm going to be in London, but you've never actually come out and well, said, I by the way, I'm not going to be Well, I just the people uh, who would be important to be informed that I'm not right. going to be there. So it didn't, I'd rather them not find out via podcast, if that right. makes sense. 
I, I prefer to let everyone find out everything about it's me. It's like if your mom finds out on Facebook that you're engaged or having a baby or yeah. something. Just like, three months ago, my children little... found out they were adopted right here on the podcast. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier. It's you know, a, you know just really rip off that band. <laughs> it's just easier for me if I do it here. It's really a lot less pressure on me. Yeah. And as we I all think know, so. it's all about I think me. So. Yeah. And now they've got it right there. You know, they can replay it if they need to. Yeah, that's no true. Need to dis- At least no need it's to re- discuss it. Recorded for because <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. It's all been said. Yeah. It's you all been said. are adopted. If you'd like to like hear that. more about it, listen to episode 129 right. of the Photobomb podcast, and you'll yes. find out more. Now yes. we're going to do episode 137. Will be the search for your real parents. There you go. Much easier. So, all right. Don't we feel better? You're so Good. you're so sensitive. I can't I can't get over it. Like you're just you're just the best dad. Yeah. Just the best dad ever. I am. Now go get Daddy a beer. You got it. <laughs> That's pretty much the way it works in my house. <laughs> All right. So um, is that it? Are we done? Yeah, I think we're pretty much done. If we want to plug some other stuff, uh, I got nothing else to plug. Imaging USA is my big, my big farewell i've been all year long i have been i've been doing my five minute photography program all over the country and thank you to everyone who had me come uh and then i will cap the whole thing off with um that program at imaging usa in january and i have nothing else to promote all right well i will be at the same time the Pooh ray perry is in nashville tennessee speaking at imaging usa i will be speaking judging uh at the society of wedding and portrait photographer convention in london england so if you're one of our six listeners in the uk come on down to london and hang out with me because i won't know anyone else there so it'll be a real good time no i was just about i was just about to ask you is julie going no 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 she's not actually she would love to but our baby because the baby is due december 1st and so the um yeah, you, you can't really travel with them until after they've had their first inoculation, and that's at about two months. Oh, so. So, but the reason I was going to ask was not even thinking about that, but thinking about, um, I don't know if she still is, but she used to be like chairman of the committee, of, a, of the convention committee and stuff. I mean, she, she Julie's usually got a lot going on. Well, yeah, the, she was, she was on the convention committee for IUSA, and then she basically said, I think we want to... You know, grow our family. Right. So, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know if she was still doing that or not. Like so we that's did. Why I was thinking, it would have been. A minute, it would have been a real I, jerk move to to back off of the committee. Going, I think we're going to extend our family and then not have any more kids. So we just went ahead and got right. pregnant, so no one would be mad at us. Well, for a moment, I was yeah. thinking there was a chance that she would still be there because she had to work, but you wouldn't be there, which would have been awesome. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> to hang out with Julie without me? Are you kidding? <laughs> but, People would pay you for know, that. and and the kids. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but now that I see that she's not going to be there, I'm actually upset. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> but we'll come back around. And then also coming up in uh, Febtober, I will be at the uh, Photo Pro Expo in Cincinnati. And if you go to photoproexpo.com, you should be able to find most of the information there. And incidentally, our uh, our good buddy, friend of the show, good friend of mine, Mr. Albert Banky Jr., Al Banky is uh, going to be at the convention and he and I are going to be guest DJing the convention party. Um, well, it's a, yeah, it's an '80s themed party, and Al and I will be the DJ. And we've come up, you, we've come up with a name for our DJ, our DJing uh, project. I'm ready. Rebel Bass, but bass spelled B-A-S-S. Okay, Rebel Bass. All right, <laughs> all right for the '80s. Yeah, Star okay. Wars. But also that, yeah. musical. Are you are you going to dress as Marty McFly again? We haven't decided on costumes because uh, 
Al and I, when we're together at conventions, we're, we have a similar hairstyle, beard style, style of dress. So people always, and I'm taller and he's shorter than me. So we're always like the big, small version of each other. We were both thinking about dressing as George Michael, but different eras. Like one Wham George Michael and one Faith George Michael. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. I like that much better. <laughs> Which one would you be? Faith or Faith or Wham? I haven't decided yet. I, I mean, I look real good in, a, in an oversized shirt and a pair of jean shorts. I really do. But I yeah, just that, I, that's wake me up before you go go. Yeah, now, George. But I w- I really do love the the aviators from Faith. So that's well. Be here's good. the thing though: if you go, you know, what about shaving? Because he didn't have a beard for either of those. No, he had he had he did he had he had little roughage. He for had the a Faith. very yeah. very tightly manicured scruff. Like I mean, the lines right. of it were like the just a they were very straight. Is what I'm saying. The lines right. Very sharp and straight. So yeah, I probably have to trim it down to like a one, maybe. You know, right. but uh, but I don't know. I, it's like a Tony Stark, like a Tony Stark beard. It's gonna be great. Either way, it's gonna be great because. Uh, All right, they're Let's putting, this they're thing putting up. two idiots in charge of the convention party, and it's gonna be yes. real, it's gonna be real fun. Don't forget, if you want to see us online, you can find Gary at HughesFiorelli.com. Yep. You can find me at BlueRayPerry.com. You can find our website at uh, PhotobombPodcast.com. You can send us email, questions at PhotobombPodcast.com. You can find us online on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PhotobombPodcast. We'll see you back here next week. All right. See you later.